Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of Straight Out. You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie here in Your New Life Ministries. This is Seasons uh, still continuing on season two of Discovery. This is episode 23, and this is going to be a two part episode. I believe we told you about this last week. That's going to be a two part episode. We're, what we're going to be just, uh, talking about today is discovering the Trinity. What exactly is the Trinity? What exactly does it mean? How many parts are there of the Trinity? We're going to talk about that in the next couple of episodes. So we're going to continue on here and uh, talking about what exactly the Trinity means. One, it's three parts to it. Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God. So I'm going to let my wife take over and she can tell you a little bit about each one of them and we can discuss it all through. Good morning, everybody. We love love coming to you. And we always love to come and share what the Lord lays on our hearts. And this one, this episode is the different roles of the Trinity and maybe helping you to understand that because I didn't quite understand how that all works. Three in one. Well, the Lord showed me and he actually showed me this in something so simple that a child can understand it. And he gave it to me in part of my Tim and Gerald Wright book series, children's book series, Summer on Grandma's Farm. And it's taken Envision a Potted Plant with this three stems coming out of it. It's still one plant, right? But three separate stems. See? still coming from God. God is displaying himself in three ways. As God the Father, and then from him we get Jesus Christ. And then from Jesus, his coming and dying on the cross for us, we've received his Holy Spirit. But see, it was a plan all along, and they were all along because God said, let there be man. He said, let us make men in our image. See, the Trinity was there from the beginning. How many of us truly do get the different roles of the Trinity? They're separate but one, and how can that be, right? Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Do you believe that I am the Father and, and the Father? the Father in me, the words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. That's John 14, 10. And in John 30, 10, 30, it says, I and the Father are one. You see, they all come from God, and he's displaying himself in three different roles. Exactly, and I'm sure we all heard about this in church at one time or another. And it's such a simple and easy concept to learn about, and but it's such a hard concept to live by, because we get we get so much static from the out outward outwardly world. I'm trying to say, the world, as God said when they were having the Last Supper, He says. The world will hate you as it has hated me. And that is so true today. 
as it was then. But we have his precious gift that he gave us centuries and centuries ago, and we still keep ignoring him to this day. And he don't want nothing from us except for our, our, our unconditional love. That's why he gives us free will, which the other side always says, oh, you always talk about free will, free will this, free will that. Well, I love my free will because it tells me I can do what I want when I want. Don't we all want that? Don't we all love our freedom and free will? God doesn't want robots. If he did, he would have created them in the first place. He would have created just soulless creatures doing his undying bidding. But he wanted us as a whole person. And he gave us his precious gift of the Trinity to realize that he loves us. And he wants us to have what he has, which is the Holy Spirit. And what a precious gift it is. And why don't we want it? Yes. So I thought, you know, we need to do this. We need to do a show on the Trinity to help you understand and to help you understand the different roles. So the Holy Spirit is and is in us and it's the third person. And so we don't want to quench the Holy Spirit within us by our negativity, by um, by our, our foul language, by our unbelief. You can quench the Holy Spirit by all that, by how we treat others. The Holy Spirit is where you hear the voice of God and how he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our connection as when you plug a light cord into the socket. You know, that light doesn't turn on until it connects to the power source. So the Holy Spirit is how we connect to the power source and that through our faith in Jesus Christ. In Colossians, it says that they that the world was created by Jesus. He create he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence, preeminence. That's Colossians 1, 15 through 18. See, everything was created by Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the Word, and he is the Word who became flesh. So as I sought, you know, as I sought, Lord, how do I help people to understand? And I prayed. And so he showed me God first. Then comes Jesus from that. Then comes the Holy Spirit. And so he showed me in this potted plant. If you'll go to our website, uh, instead of taking notes, I decided to put this on our blog page, the whole thing. So you can copy it, you can download it, and you can have these notes for yourself. And you can even see the picture um, that God gave me uh, to represent the three in one. The Holy Spirit. Is God imparting himself to you through faith in Jesus Christ? For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10. So 
if God in his deity or in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit, we have the fullness of God within us. Yeah, exactly, people. And we should, as Christians, we should all want this in one way, shape, or form. We should all be wanting to be closer to God. And we all should want what he wants for us in our lives. And we should all desire to have the closeness as much as we possibly can handle. And I see it every day when I go out to work that we're all guilty of something one way or another. Me, I'm guilty of having road rage. And my wife is guilty for just letting me fly off the handle when I'm getting in the car. She just wants to slap the crap out of me because I want to yell at these people probably just driving stupid. And in other ways, her boss is guilty of doing crazy things, too. So we're all guilty of something, and we all need the forgiveness. The point of all this, we all need forgiveness from God, from uh, from everything. Because we're none, none of us are born without sin. We all sin in some way, shape, or form. We all do. None of us are perfect. And that's exactly what this Trinity thing symbolizes is the Holy Spirit and God giving us the gift of Jesus to forgive us of our sin. That's what this whole, whole entire thing symbolizes. And we should all want to be forgiven every single day because we all do something to screw up. So in in, in 2 Corinthians 13, 15, it says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You see, we have the Father and what the Father wants. And through him, we have Jesus Christ. And through his death on the cross, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit within us by our faith in him. So we're going to talk today about the role of God, the Father, his role. He is God Almighty, El Shaddai, and everything comes from him. Yes, and God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of the heaven and earth, he does not dwell in templates with maiden with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands, as though he needed anything, since he gave us all life, breath, and all things, and he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell uh, all on the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times, and boundaries of their dwelling, so that they should seek the Lord and hope that they might grope him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move, have our beings. That's Acts seventeen, twenty-four through twenty-eight. As well as yet for us there is no there is but one God, the Father, whom all things come from, whom we live, and there is but one Lord Jesus through whom all things came from, uh, we live. First Corinthians eight six. The point of this is a he is a father. He is a God. I can speak. He is God the Father. Then this this then is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's Matthew six nine. B he is God and his holy standards come from him. Be holy because I am holy. First Peter one sixteen. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed righteousness that is by faith. From first to last, just as it is written, righteous will live by faith. Romans one seventeen. See, we are his children. See what great 
love the Father has lavished on us, we shall we should be called children of God. We all should want that. And this is what we are. 1 John 3, 1. And finally, D, his love is unconditional. With all love comes from him. Beloved, let us love one another because love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born from God. 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Father, what do you think of? What do you think of when you hear the word Father? He is our Heavenly Father, but guess what? There is no flesh in him, so his emotions and his mind can't be changed like our earthly father down here. He is all God, and he is all love, and his love is never-ending, and it's unconditional, unconditional love of a father. What does the father want for their children? To learn right from wrong, and so he teaches you. As a father teaches you. But yet he's God Almighty. So he's got holy standards. And they come from him. As Donnie read in 1 Peter 1.16. Be holy because I am holy. But we're also his children. So we're a family. So that means we got all our Christian brothers and sisters all over the world. We have a huge family. And he's a father who will never leave you or forsake you. He promises that all over through his word. And then he will always be there. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He's ever-present. He's everywhere. He loves you and he wants to bless you with good things just like your earthly father wants. And his love, you can't do anything to cause him to not love you because he loved, it says in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. It's Jeremiah 31 3. See, it's unconditional. It means you don't have to do anything to earn his love. He's just going to love you no matter what. When you mess up, when you don't mess up. When you're when you're doing things right, when you're sinning, when you're on his path, when you get off and take a detour, he's going to love you no matter what. And he's going to use everything to help teach you a lesson. He's going to work everything for his own goods, even the wicked for a day of destruction. It says that in Proverbs. So no matter what you do, no matter what you don't do right, God is going to love you through it all. And he promises to give you victory. He promises to get you back on his path. He promises to be there with you every step of the way. Exactly right. We're going to take a quick break here and play a song from Cochran and Company. Let's go to church. Be right back. There was a time that I swore I would never go back. I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had. I was running, I was searching But every place I turned for healing Left me more broken than the last Take me back To the place that feels like home To the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I wanna go to church 
Trying to walk on my own but I'm wound up lost Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross It's not a trophy for the winners It's a shelter for the sinners And it's right where I belong Take me back to the place that feels like home To the people I can depend on the faith that's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I wanna go to church I wanna go to church Oh, more than an obligation It's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I wanna go to church Yeah, I wanna go to church Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that song by Cocker and Company. Let's go to church. So we'll get back into this message today called the Trinity. What exactly does it mean? What exactly does it do? So on and so forth. And continuing on with who the God the Father is, what his role is. Uh, let's see, Ron. Topic E. He disciplines as a father. My son, do not take lightly the discipline of the Lord. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son he receives. Enduring suffering as discipline, God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by the Father? Hebrews 12, 5 and 7. That's exactly it. When you do something wrong, when you do disobey your father, your uh, your earthly father, what does he do? He disciplines you. He punishes you for doing wrong. Well, the same thing comes from our Heavenly Father. When we do something wrong, he's going to punish you. He's going to put you through discipline. We should want that because we want to be taught right from wrong. Society has rules, just like our Father, our Heavenly Father has rules. We must obey them. Everybody thinks the complete opposite of the Ten Commandments. It, there is act. If any Christian knows, there's more than just the Ten Commandments. There's over two hundred and some commandments that are in the Bible, and honestly, not a single one of us Christians obeys a one of them. The bottom line is, the Ten Commandments are there to know we're not going to be able to obey them. They're there to condemn us. 
because he knows we can't follow 10 of them, let alone the 230 or so commandments in the Bible. So we know we're going to break those commandments. We're going to have to ask for forgiveness. And that's why God gave us his son, his holy son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins, because he knew we would not make it to heaven. Yes, and actually the commandments are just to point us to the Lord. As Donnie said, because we know we can't do things right, but see, guess what? The secret is that Jesus is our righteousness. He did not sin. And so with his Holy Spirit in us, he helps us and enables us to walk the path that God wants us. Because in him, we get our strength. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so if you read, yes, there are Ten Commandments, but if you read through the Bible, especially in the book of Leviticus, there's a lot of do this and don't do this. And that's where, you know, Donnie's getting a lot of that is in Leviticus, there's a lot more things. But guess what? When you love somebody and you love them, See, he says all the law and the prophets are summed up in this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Because when you truly love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. So you don't want to hurt God. You don't want to do anything to disobey him. And his Holy Spirit helps you and causes you to walk in his ways. And that's a verse in the Bible. And when you love your neighbor, you're not going to want to do anything to hurt them. And when you love yourself in a healthy way, you're not going to want to do anything to hurt yourself either. So really in those three, and that's found in the New, in the New Testament, that's all it takes is love and family. And we get that love we love because he first loved us. And so because of that love and because of the strength through the Holy Spirit, we are able to walk in his ways. And it's not burdensome. He says, my, my laws are not burdensome. Why? Because we're able to keep them through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we wanted to do this. So you can truly understand it is three in one. And as, as you take a line and you draw one point at the beginning, God, and in the middle point, you draw Jesus Christ. And at the end, the Holy Spirit, because God starts, comes Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins. And through Jesus Christ there on the end, we have the Holy Spirit. And we receive him by our faith, by our faith in God. And so next uh, week on part two, we're going to be talking about the role of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. But let's continue on with God the Father. He protects us as a father. God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in times of trouble. That's Psalm 46.1. For the Lord your God moves about in your camp to protect you and deliver to deliver your enemies to you. Your camp must be holy so that he will not see among you anything indecent and turn away from you. Deuteronomy 23:14. See, he protects you. He protects you. But we lose that defense. That's what this is talking about when we sin. We lose that defense when we sin because why? Sin alienates you from Christ. That's Colossians 1:21. And so we move away from him. We move away from his protection. He doesn't move away from us. He is your deliverer, our defense, and our refuge. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 18, 2. 
he provides as a father. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. See, he wants to provide. He wants to protect. Just like any father does. He disciplines as a father. And he loves as a father. But then he loves as almighty God and father also. You know, he... He is there for you, and he he's a friend. He wants you to come and talk to him and not just bring your grocery list of 911 things, but he wants you to come and, and just talk to him, too. He wants you to pray and ask him for things. He wants you to come to him and, and pray and ask for forgiveness, and then he forgets and remembers them no more. But he also wants to come you to come and talk to him. He wants you to come and ask direction and guidance, you know, uh, also, because we go down so many wrong paths and take the path of the wrong path of our free will, as Donnie was saying. When we choose not to ask God, which way should I go first? He wants to be included in all that. Exactly right. He wants to be a part of our lives, every part of our lives. And why wouldn't he want us to be a part exactly. of our lives? And we're going to continue on here. Seeing that his divine power has granted us to everything pertaining to life and good uh, godliness through the through the knowledge of him who who calls us by his own glory, excellence. Second Peter 2, 3. And the letter I stands for he heals as a father. Lord my God, I call you for help. You And you healed me. Psalms 32. J says, he strengthens you. You are my strength. I sing praise to you. God, you are my fortress, my God, whom I can rely on. Psalms 59, 17. And K stands, he gives you power. You, God, are awesome in the sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise God to be. Psalms 68, 35. He prospers you. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound in prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in dry land. Psalms 68, 6. And finally, M. He encourages and comforts you. Blessed be the God and our and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we uh, we ourselves have received from God. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. So have you felt all of this from him? If you've been a child of God and walking with him for a while, have you felt all of this from him? Have you felt his comfort? Have you been through a rough time and he delivered you from a particular trial? Or maybe it's something that Kate was about to come against you and he protected you from it. Maybe he's also brought a little bit of needed discipline and, and we always need his discipline because our discipline sets us on a path um, contrary to his. Have you felt all those loving arms of God around you? Because he is God Almighty, but he is your Heavenly Father. That he loves you so much. Have you felt all of this? Have you experienced it for yourself? Do you truly know him? So in closing today, and we're going to continue on part two with uh, Jesus, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit.
on our next uh, podcast. But I'd like to pray for you in closing uh, and ask the Lord to touch you and open your eyes. And it says in Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And so maybe you need to, you know, understand this a little bit more. And, and so I want to pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm praying for all our listeners out there and God bless each and every one of them. We love them. And we just thank you, Lord, for all of them and hear the special prayers of their hearts. And we're praying, Lord, if they need their eyes opened in a certain area, Lord God, we're praying, Lord, open their eyes to see truth, to see the right thing. Because when you have the wrong perspective, your actions are going to follow suit. So open their eyes to see truth. Open their ears to hear Open their minds and their hearts to know and understand. Lord, give them wisdom to know how to understand your word as they read it and apply it to their daily life. Lord, give them wisdom to know just how important you are in Jesus and the Holy Spirit and how each one of each one of the Lord God, these roles has a part in their daily life. Open their eyes to truly understand each role and to finally say, I get it, Lord. And so it will, in essence, draw them closer to you because that's what we hope to receive out of all of this is to have a closer and more meaningful walk with you and not trying to rely on our own self and our own flesh to live right. Because, yes, while there are commandments in, in the Bible, we don't have to worry about following them when we love you and rely on your strength because you are going to cause us to walk in your ways because you are our righteousness, Jehovah seeking them, our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you for all that you do for us. And God bless them, God. Provide what's needed for them, whether it's fine financial deliverance or healing, whether it's family restoration. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, you providing each and everything that is needed by our listeners out there here and answer their prayers. And we thank you for all of them in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a special prayer request, I'd invite you to email us at info at yournewlifeministries.org or go on our website at yournewlifeministries.org and visit our, our podcast page, listen to past podcasts, uh, visit our blog page and read our devotions. Um, hey, if you're in need of a speaker out there uh, to inspire and to motivate, message us. Okay, we're the speaker for you and we'll come to you and we'll bring our books. Um, we just need at least um, a month's notice to make sure we have enough copies of the books on hand that we need to bring uh, and to prepare. So please message us on, use the contact us page or email us direct. And if you have a, a podcast, um, you know, inspiration you want us to talk about, please just message us that, a topic you want us to talk about, message us that as well. And you know, the book I was talking about at the beginning, it's a children's book to help your children understand who the Trinity is. That's where I got that flower pot idea. God gave me that when he gave me that book to write. It's called Summer on Grandma's Farm. And there is six books in the series. Why don't you get all six? And visit um, on the other pages for our other books. Uh, we have 
nonfiction and um, fiction as well for adults. And we really hope that we've touched you with this. We really want to bless you with each episode and help you to understand some of the things that you've been, you know, kind of confused about. We want to help you grow your relationship in Christ. And we hope that we do that on each and every episode. And we just thank each and every one of you who are listening out there. And we hope that we've touched you in a special way. And everybody, you know, from Europe and and, in South America and in Canada and in the United States and in in Moscow um, and Asia, we thank each and every one of you for listening um, in on us today. And that's right. And in closing, just always remember to um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, as well as the other social media channels that we have available. And and all, as always, in closing, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. All right, talk at you later, guys. Bye-bye.